Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 55 of The Fighting Goat where we have Dubai return Ooh. mystic tips with us <laughs> and your host and host uh, Somesh the superhuman camera. We're going to be speaking about what happened in the last fight night in the UFC and a lot more after this short commercial break. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Fighting Goat. We are on episode 55, Pachpan with Pachpan. Dubai return, Apna Dost, Mystic Chips and Dubai your host. Return, so, superhuman <laughs> camera. So, basically, <laughs> our, our host and host, Arjun aka Mystic Chips, has gone from a hot place to a hotter place and come back to the hot place. Here's the irony of it. Dubai <laughs> is cooler than India. Dubai is cooler than Bombay. Dubai evening temperature was 20 degrees. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, nighttime temperature was 20 degrees and daytime temperature was 28. I got turbulence on the way back because of the heat waves emanating out of from the coast of Bombay. Oh and my God. It's, it's 40, 40 degrees, man, in Bombay. It's 40 degrees right now in March. Seriously, we are, it's it's not e- It's not even holy time, but it's already reached 40 degrees. Holy shit. It's holy shit. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please plant trees wherever you go. One person can make a big difference. Just do it. Apna Bidu says it. So Apna Bidu's on the show will also say the same thing. Let's do what we need to to keep the planet clean and green. But it is very of, important for clean and green planet. Speaking, speaking of clean and green, how was Thiago Santos versus Anka Lev? How green was that? It was it was in fact red all over. He actually smashed him. He smashed him. I, I sadly I I was uh, traveling uh, to see uh, two Indian champions take lift their trophies in Dubai, which we will get to later uh, yeah. in our segment where we're going to talk about emerging talent from India, ever right. emerging talent from India. And right. um, so I missed the UFC fight card. But before we get into the fights, the the drama still ensues outside. You know, Jake yeah. Paul issued a new statement to the UFC and Dana White, saying that he is willing to fight uh, Conor McGregor or Jorge Masvidal inside the cage in an MMA fight. Right. And whatever money he makes, if he wins, the UFC fighters get better pay. And if he right. loses, he will walk away from the sport and never mention Dana White and the UFC ever again. Oh my God, it seems this guy is <laughs> gunning for the big boss himself. However, that's not that bad a proposal, to be honest. Jorge Masvidal or Conor McGregor are extremely tough competitors. No doubt, Jake Paul and in fact, both the Paul brothers, Logan Paul and Jake Paul, have been knocking their opponents out clean. So maybe this is a good opportunity. But will Dana White get baited yet again by the Paul brothers? Only Who time knows? will tell. But tell me, tell me, na, tell me honestly. It's a good deal. I mean, actually, it's a lose-lose for Dana. If 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 Jake Paul's from some... I'll tell you what, Jake Paul, even if he gives them a fight, that'll be enough. Yes. Like yes. If, even if he gives them a fight, that'll be enough. If he manages to win against a Masvidal... It's oh game over. God. Oh it my is, God. It is absolutely game over. So I'm assuming he's looking at that 170 pounds weight category, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, roughly 170. 
you know but so you get both corner there as well as masvidal masvidal but but what i'm assuming out here it's pretty much like that shahrukh khan bazigar ka situation ki haarne wale ko bhi kuch jeetna padta hai jisko bazigar kehte hai whatever the driver Correct. is he's going to be bazigar yeah. only after this <laughs> and it's it's so funny man it's so funny i think I, i think the mma guys and the boxing guys have gone a little crazy not the boxing guys the boxing guys are fine the mma guys have gone a little crazy absolutely it's apart from this drama there's rumors of kumaru usman wanting to face canelo alvarez and as of yesterday ali abdul aziz the manager of kumaru usman comes out and says that usman will finish canelo alvarez in 3 rounds um there's there's something going on here there's you know there's something going on here you know but i don't know how canelo alvarez could even keep quiet about that maybe he's just laughing in his mansion no he you know, is laughing because he's i mean i don't know i don't know how these guys are getting Have you said canelo versus kumaru in a cage yes definitely tough fight well but then you know I mean, it's 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 still going to be a one-way street because Kumaro Usman is just going to take him down and do what he has to do. You know, correct. But a- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, I I don't like to be honest. The best boxer in the UFC in the heavyweight division, Francis Ngannou. If you see him versus Tyson Fury, it's like levels above. I mean, Tyson Dude, Fury just is levels above. Boxing event. I just came back from a boxing event, and when you see, oh, tell us how boxers, that was. Yeah, when you cut, when you when you see pure boxers come in and the way they cut angles after landing strikes, the way they circle off hooks and jabs. Yeah, MMA striking is so bitterly far away, right from there, like not even close. Like whoever, even if you see Anderson Silva, he had the best hands when he was right. the king of the middleweights, and right. they're still better. They're still so much better. They're still right. so much better, and it's not even comparable. It's really not. you can talk about anybody going into boxing our boys mma boys are not going to survive man absolutely and, i mean you got guys like woodley and askren going into boxing and i'm like okay chalo theek hai payday like, payday like wrestlers going into wrestlers the boxing fraternity and even if you take a hore masvidal who is like a you know wild card he can strike he can do whatever still no the hands are not there man they're no just ways. not there no ways in fact it doesn't in- matter in Jorge Masvidal's last fight we saw versus Colby Covington like a few takedown attempts and how his hands gassed out i mean honestly pretty much like in the middle of a second round round 3 his he couldn't he couldn't get his hands up in fact but colby he was, was done colby was out striking masvidal which was something no but the thing, know, is, spectacular. the thing is even if you even if you say okay kumaru usman lot of power on his hands etc kumaru's hands were good because of the threat of the takedown yes because of the yes. constant threat of a takedown his hands look good when there's no takedown you think somebody like a world champion will not see those hands coming one mile away oh man oh you man. can't hit you know, canelo from when he's this close to you you can't you, you can know, stand this close to canelo and punch him and he'll still miss him you know can you imagine canelo's body work followed by his head shots oh my god usman yeah, i think usman's going to ruin his <laughs> mma career i mean if I th- if this happens usman's going to ruin his mma career because he's not going to be the I same think, Usman's talking about this because he's looking to finish it. He finishes MMA career. I mean, it makes sense yes. because look at the contenders. Yes. Look at who's gunning after him. You think he wants come? I, I'm not saying Usman cannot beat him, but I'm like he's beaten everybody of repute. You know, get out of the yes. game, make some money. Why? How old is Usman now, man? He's 38. Yeah, yeah, he's in the later part of his 30s. He's 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 up there in the age now. He's finished. He's proven whatever he's had to prove many times. 
why would you take on a Khamzat Chimayev who's, you know, who's just burning through the ranks? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, True. he might as well look for the big payday and get out. Fine, absolutely. which is absolutely fine. But don't call out Canelo Alvarez, man. Come man, on. Man, that's crazy. That's just, crazy. And Ali Abdulaziz may have got it wrong. He said third round KO. He probably meant third round KO for Canelo. Canelo is going to finish him oh. in the third round. Oh yes, I think I think that's what he meant, right? I think that's what he meant. That you know, no, you he know, meant Usman. Usman Usman's, you know, Usman's going to get KO'd by Canelo in the third round. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just, I'm still, my head is still reeling from the heat of Dubai and uh, and the amazing fight night that I went and saw. I co- I commentated. It's up on YouTube now, and you guys can watch it. Please uh, reduce the volume wow. because I was screaming into the microphone. I was with. Uh, <laughs> I had the opportunity to uh, to co-commentate with a world champion boxer, um, uh, and uh, he was he was a hall of famer in England, and he's oh, he's, wow. he's coached over hundred he's coached over hundred ten champions, he's done he's worked with Olympians he's incredible, and uh, he was with me and uh, we saw some amazing fights. There were two main events of the evening where which were headlined by Indians. There's a boxer called Sachin Dekwal, which was facing off. It was the India versus Pakistan match. It was oh, wow. literally India. It was Sachin Dekwal versus a guy called Bilal Mohammed. And then that was for the WBC uh, Continental Asia Pacific title. And, uh, and in the women's, there was a Women's International Boxing Association world title. That was on the line between uh, Urvashi Singh and uh, a fighter from, uh, fighter from Africa, Gunjabay. Uh, she was, I, I, I'm for, for the lack of, you know, just pronunciation. I've just forgotten her name. But uh, hmm. Urvashi comes in and she knocks her out in the fourth by a body shot. Oh, by wow. By body shots. She's working the body. She knew she knew she had a hurt. The challenger was wincing, wincing, wincing and then eventually got dropped by a body shot. Could not make it to the 10 count. How incredible oh, is wow. that? Oh, and, wow. And in what weight category was that? This was in uh, women's uh, bantamweight. Oh, nice. As in still packing some power in there. Still packing some power. Very much packing some power. And 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 the thing is that both these Indian fighters have been working with a, a coach from, uh, from uh, South America. They've been working with coaches from South America. And you mm. can see the difference in their games. What they were, say, about three years ago versus what they are now. And the fight between Sachin oh, Dekwan wow. and Bilal Mohammed In the second and the first round, Sachin drops him with a hook, a left hook that just catches him coming in, drops him, he gets a 10 count, he's fine. Second round, they clash heads and Sachin gets a welt under his eye which is swelling up this big. Alright? Oh my God. Okay, and? And and the cut man is just, you know, every round the cut man is making it lesser and lesser and Bilal knows he's hurt so he's targeting that area over and over again. But after the fifth round, Sachin starts fighting smart, goes to the body, starts tagging him with shots coming in. Every time he came in, he made him pay for it. And then the urgency, you know, you know, a lot of fighters, that's what we were talking about in the commentary saying that, you know, uh, when you know out of say 10 rounds, okay, you've won seven, most people will realize, okay, it's a championship fight. I should coast at this point. I've got, why would I take a risk? You don't want to take a risk against a power puncher who's going to, who has literally nothing to lose at this point. He's going to come after right. you with everything he has. And this guy came after him with everything he has. And in the 10th round, such a, he coasted 8th and 9th. He took it easy. But in the 10th, his coach said, go for it. It's legacy time. Go for it. Wow. He's like, don't coast. You're going to be a champion tonight. You're going to be a champion. You're going to put a stamp on it. You want the million dollar contract? You put a, st- you put a stamp on the fight. 
10th round, he comes out, cracks him with a right and drops him with a left. And oh my you know, God. The, the way uh, Bilal fell, you know, when, when you fall with your arms at your sides and your head bounces off the canvas and then you put and your head out up, cold, basically. You're, you're out. You're out. And and the referee knew it. He was The way he was turning to get up, they called off a 10 count. It was done. The fight was over. This guy was screaming over victory. All the fans in the audience loved it. Oh my and, God. Congratulations to both the Indian fighters on yes. their spectacular victory in the boxing fraternity. <laughs> and it's so good to hear from someone who was right there commentating with the world championships. It's See, it's great, you know, because the sport is moving in such a beautiful direction. In fact, yeah. the last UFC fight, even though it happened at 5.30 a.m., I got yeah. up and I saw it, but there were some such good moments. In fact, Chris Moutinho lost in the first round TKO punches. What? Imagine. Yes. He got, he got he, knocked out in the first. He got TKO'd in the first oh. round. It just took Two minutes and seven seconds. Who was he facing? He was facing this guy called Guido Canetti. Who's Guido again, Canetti. Not, not somebody who's known in the circuit. But imagine, you know, he hung for three rounds with Sean O'Malley. But with Guido Canetti, when he was prepared, he knew his opponent. He had a full camp out cold in the first round. Man, that Damn. was crazy. We saw Alex Pereira who defeated Bruno Silva by a unanimous decision. Clear 30-27. Which I was heard it a, was not a very, very great debut. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, Alex Pereira, typically from a striking background, Bruno Silva, a wrestler. But yeah, it was it was great. But did he show good per- takedown defense? Well, yeah, he did. He did. You know, he did show decent takedown defense. But again, if I would put him in that Israel Adesanya Simple question. League. Is he ready for is he? Oh, no ways. Uh, no ways. No way? Like, no. Far from it. Far from it. If he is decisioning Bruno Silva, then Israel Adesanya is at least seven or eight fights away but from you know, him. you know, styles make fights, you know? Styles Absolutely. Make fights. So it's... But the fight that really stood out was the resurgence again. Song Dong back in the circuit. Oh, God. The, I heard about it. The 23-year-old who in fact made his debut with Bharat Khandare, is right now in the co-main event where he knocked out Marlon Moraes out cold in the first round. It took two minutes and six seconds for Song Yadong to knock out Marlon Moraes. Man. And win the performance of the night bonus. And that was a standout fight. For me, that was the so-called highlight. That was incredible, uh, man. Did I... But I heard a rumor that Marlon Moraes might have retired after this fight. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard a rumor as such. After the fight, he was considering retirement. Like there was a picture on Junkie where he had taken his gloves off and he's like, I'm done. So, I mean, he's not made a, maybe he made an official announcement yet, but, right, uh, you know, who knows, man, who knows what is happening? Who knows? But the main event of the evening was a five-rounder hmm. where Magomed Ankalev took on Thiago Santos and he defeated Thiago Santos. Again, unanimous decision, 49-46, 49-46 and 48-47. So, close, but still a decision main event yet again. So Decision, but but still, you know, it was not as 49-46, 48-47. So, judge gave two rounds, one or two rounds to his opponent. Absolutely, so, uh, yes. Thiago absolutely. Santos won a few rounds. Yes, he not did. Bad. He Must did win two rounds out of three. So, uh, it, was it was a five def- out of five. Yes. Yeah. So, not bad. That's a good fight. That means it right. was not one-sided. Right. 
it wasn't one sided but now he has four losses in his last five the only mm. victory for thiago santos is versus johnny walker the one that he had in october 2021 crazy man crazy i yeah, i, I need to crazy. we need to figure out he needs to figure out what he's going to do in his camps and i need to watch the fights to be honest to to comment on it but right. as we were as i was talking to somesh earlier there was you know with all the things that are going on and i'm still high on on the heat of dubai's uh, boxing successes which yeah. leads us to our following segment which is going to come up after a quick commercial break uh, where we're going to be talking about the emergence of indian fighters how they've come out you know how they're starting to come out of the woodwork and proving yes. that they belong on the international stage so ladies and gentlemen you've been listening to mystic chips arjun chipalkati and somesh the superhuman camera we'll be right back after a quick commercial break don't go anywhere ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the fighting goat where you are listening to somesh the superhuman camera and the dubai return mystic chips are kya dubai return but gaya to tha ek 10 din ke liye yaar वेल वहां पे कसिनो में कितने चिप्स गवाए आपने पहले आप मुझे वो बताओ अरे पर कसिनो कहाँ है दुबई में वो तो हराम है नहीं है क्या अलाउड नहीं नहीं दुबई आई डेंट गो टू मकाओ मकाओ बीन डिफरेंट स्टोरी आई गोटिक फिनिश्ड यू नो वी ऑल नो दैट कंट्रीज इन मार्केट्स आर ओपनिंग अप वंस अगेन but right. the, the rules in the middle east have started to change because they yes. realize that they need more income they realize they need to become more international to get more people showing interest here and yeah. with me beating world champions boxers and a lot of trainers there were trainers there were these hardcore trainers i met this trainer called his name is tommy gun you can't get more hardcore in boxing than tommy gun <laughs> and and i'm talking about tommy gun if you remember was a character in rocky 5 where rocky balboa trains this kid under him and his name is tommy gun oh really and yeah 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 in rocky 5 his his oh, prodigy wow. is called tommy gun there's the first thing i went and told him i'm like what did you do why did you betray rocky and he started laughing at me and all that and and we got chatting and all these guys have now suddenly moved to the middle east because the bigger okay. camps are coming in bigger camps are coming in stepping in there are a lot of guys who are starting to emerge from here so when i spoke right. to when i was talking to when i was talking to coach chill about uh, about you know he's like i know this dekwal kid like i've 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 seen him train the coach and name is coach chill coach chill his name is chill wow. like he's so chill he's sound his chill. voice is his voice is like his voice is like velvet when he talks and he's he's just <laughs> chill you know I, I you can he's the kind of person who who I will actually go to sleep listening to his voice. Oh really? His you name know, is boxing uh, boxing. Come on, you do that in the boxes. Like oh yeah, I'm just I'm uh, just chilling. I'm just chill. I'm chill. <laughs> so he's his his real name is Anthony Wilson, and uh, okay. he was inducted into the Washington D.C. Boxing Hall of Fame. He worked oh, wow. with 21 world champions and host oh, and and hosted wow. four Olympians in in American boxing history. so he is someone oh, wow. big is someone big you so, his last guys that he was training were anthony joshua and and tommy fury there's a picture of him he with tommy fury he was training anthony joshua training with anthony joshua and oh, with tommy wow. fury that's so, amazing man you know these guys are such big names to reckon with in fact a ufc fighter by the name tai tuasa has moved his base to dubai to train there you go 
the, the, and the camps, so I went to the gyms and I just saw the kind of talent that's coming out of there. And so many Indian fighters now who have started yeah. to move shift camps. I'm not saying training is bad in, in India, but remember what Bill Dusan said. We lack, uh, we lack international training sparring partners. Yes. And, yes. and I think it, you know, we need a higher level of sparring that is required. So I think a lot of Indian fighters have shifted base for a couple of months to Dubai, maybe two months to South America, and then they come back to their home camps. And, right. and right. I'm, seeing, I'm seeing a lot of international trainers who have started coming in. Like uh, we were talking wow. about Sachin Dekwal and Urvashi Singh who won the title belts uh, yes. this weekend. They have a South American trainer. And, oh, nice. And of course, they have their Indian trainers as well and the South American trainer right there. And the difference it made to the game was spectacular. Because oh, if you know the Latinos, amazing. you know how they move. Yeah. The Latino boxers are fast. They're quick. They're absolutely accurate. And it made a huge difference to their game. Completely. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. In fact, that is fantastic. In fact, we are speaking on the emerging Indian fighters coming out of the subcontinent and that is MMA and boxing both and there's one name that comes to my mind when it comes to the world of boxing it's none other than Shiva Thapa in fact Shiva Thapa last year was in the world boxing championship where he was really just breezing through everyone and just I think it was semi-finals or quarterfinals where he lost versus an unranked opponent from Turkey called hmm. Karim Osman. But, you know, he defeated all the ranked opponents before that. And he came into Karim Osman. And I guess he took him very lightly. And Karim Osman sadly defeated him. But Shiva Thapa is one of those names that I would definitely put up there as one of the rising stars from Indian boxing, who has kind of not only shown the world what he can do with his hands, but his movement is something else altogether. Again, you know, a top prospect from the Northeast section of India. And we know how these guys are built. Oh, the Northeastern guys, they're, they're tough as nails. They're really, really tough. If you actually see a lot of uh, Indian boxers are coming out of the army uh, yes. as well. A lot of army boys and a lot of army boxing. The North is is famous for boxing in India anyway. Right. I mean, right. in the foothills of Vijinder Singh, who was one of the first champions to come out of India... Absolutely. Uh, there been a whole, there been a whole set of you know new fighters that came out, and when when I talk about the emerging talent, of course, it's not just boxing; it's fighting as well. Where we are seeing good talent, good Indian talent as such, that are yeah. coming out of different parts of the world as well. I mean, we spoke to Gary Mangat. Uh, yeah. Remember, Guru Darshan Mangat is an yeah. Indian Canadian based fighter who you know we we will take we we absolutely take you know he's trained abroad etc. But it's the it's the emergence of an Indian fighter, regardless, you know, from where they yes. come. Yes, Indian talent yes. at the end of the day. In fact, That's we also out. spoke to Ritu Fogat, who had a lot of good That's things to say just... about India and how she's looking to get all the experience from Evolve MMA in Singapore back to India once she calls it off. But, you know, we just had a fight last week and it was where Mohammad Farad was on the card. Oh, on the brave card. The- on the brave card, he had an unfortunate loss, but that was a extremely close fight. It was so good. And I spoke to Farad once he came back. So, you know, one of the top prospects, in fact, we are getting him for the next event of ours as a chief guest, just to kind of pep up, you know. Oh, how our, nice. I want to, yeah. Farad is a nice guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. You know, we, uh, we even had him on our podcast, one of the top yes, guys from India. Yes, he did. Muhammad Farhad, who Farhad. I feel... 
Farhat is a Farhat is an awesome fighter. He's certainly on his way up. He's getting some very very good competition in Brave. He's tough as they come. He's got good knockout power and he's evolving. Another another fighter who I've seen evolving, which which a switch in camps made a difference to him was uh, the fighter Dhruv Chaudhary who fought. Uh, oh yes, uh, of course. Who who you know was a striker and stuff and. And I've been watching his fight since the SFL early days. Like I've known Dhruv right. Chaudhary for a while, but the Dhruv Chaudhary of those days versus the Dhruv Chaudhary now is just a different beast. His grappling Absolutely. has become so good, so good. He's been training with a, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu champion who's been traveling right. with him, and he's been learning and learning and learning. And and we are seeing these pockets of guys coming up. You know, they're improving right. slowly. Slow improvement, yes. Slow. It's slow, but it's steady. It's coming. And, Absolutely yes, and guys like Anshul Jubli who popped out of nowhere to start. Oh, he, you know, dude, to start. Anshul Jubli is a fantastic fighter, great fighter. I really like how he fights. He's he's a solid fighter, and and even guys like Sumit Khade. Khade is now he's just taking a break from you know his fighting. He's just gotten recently married. Congratulations! But I would definitely say the the few prospects that are coming out and representing India abroad. You know right. they're fighting in in the Middle East. They're fighting in Dubai. Fahad is fighting all across the world because of Brave, and and right. uh, we've got Indian boxers taking on on foreign boxers and winning. And right. that is what the difference is. There was also a new prospect who was making a debut, a girl called Rana Mamta, oh, okay. from from a small place in India. I think she comes from. She she definitely looked Bengali. That's for sure. Okay. I know that much. Okay, she's I've, definitely from Guwahati. Neither have I had I heard of her. and she takes on this beast of a armenian champion who's 7 and 1 in uh, in in the in the strawweight division i think and she gave up a good 5 inch reach advantage and a good foot height advantage and still went four rounds with the with this beast and oh, and wow. ani aroyan is tough as nails you could see uh, ranamata was getting chewed up man she was getting beat up on her feet her face was busted marked up but after every round she'd go to her corner smiling a big smile mm. on her face she knew she had lost the fight but she's smiling and and she takes what after a good that attitude. I, i had a chat with her afterward i said say why are you smiling you lost she like so what she like who gives a shit whether i won or lost i mean winning and losing is sport that's part of the sport representing wow. yourself representing your country is everything such a and, good attitude you know in fact another fighter who has a very good attitude who used to fight for one championship is roshan mainam Roshan oh Mainam, my God, he was another, a beast. Another northeastern top contestant from India, who is based out of Bangalore. In fact, is one of the top guys that I feel has the prospect to take India to the next level when it comes to mixed martial arts. He's proved himself with some really tough guys in one Dude, championship. He fought, you know, he fought, uh, he fought Gary Mangat and gave him mm-hmm. a run for his money. And he was a last-minute replacement. Gary Mangat was supposed to fight some other contender, and yeah. uh, I think his opponent got injured or COVID or something on those lines. And Roshan stepped in, and that was again on four or five days' notice. You know, so Gary is too yeah. tough. Gary is a very tough fighter, but he uh, he he said it himself, man. He's faced Roshan Menam before, and he says it every time. Roshan is very good, very yeah. very good, and he was a tough fight for him. And man, Roshan as well, sweet, soft-spoken. Cares more about representation. Yes, winning and losing part of the sport. I get it. And and right. and there were some jackass assholes in the background, screaming and saying, "Arey kya talent nahi hai logo mein." And I'm like, "Oh really?" I, I just I wanted to you know I, I'm in mid broadcast and I can hear some douche 
donkeys at the back yeah. just cracking they were probably drunk and they were just you know talking shit and i was just right. like you know I, i said you know i said this is the new generation of people they were kids anyway firstly who you know who yeah. don't know jack or what it's like Yeah, these are the social media guys who kind of post on uh, Twitter and yeah. Instagram, but you know they don't really come face to face and do stuff. But see, these kind of people will always exist. But there's one gentleman who I really want to give a shout oh, out to. Pissing off, man. Who is one of my favorites? He's a great guy. He's a great fighter. Of course, is the beast Kantaraj Agasa. I was just going to go to Kantaraj Agasa because he said the same thing a while ago. He said the same thing yeah. on social media, saying, "Don't support us if you don't want to support us." but don't yeah. put us down but don't diss us you know these don't guys put us, in yeah. their don't diss. they put in their blood they put in their sweat they put in hard work and honestly they don't get paid that much you know it's not Dude, it's not I mean, like it's a must be getting paid maybe a lakh, lakh or two you know maybe they're getting a 2 3 lakhs for their effort coming in but you right. know what i got to say one thing about i'm not going to i'm not going to mention the promotions because they're not paying us to do this but yeah. uh, the promotions are are doing a very good thing so when uh, when urvashi won yeah she's been gifted a bmw and uh, a oh, million really? wow. dirham contract oh wow that's amazing and i'm that, like go girl that's go get that's that really money. good you know that <laughs> that that is really good that's really good another another very good athlete who i feel has great prospect who's coming up in the indian circuit is shrikant shekhar from oh, bangalore i remember shrikant shekhar very very like, damn good fighter is a damn good mma fighter yeah He's very you know, very good he, he lost his last fight in matrix fight night but that doesn't keep his talent away and he's kind of confident as ever he has that swag he has the attitude you know he's a guy who in fact lives in the jungles you know a lot a lot Achha, like, so he's just like the yuri yuri prohaska yuri prohaska kind of guy you know so he goes in the jungles you know like <laughs> plays with knives and all of that <laughs> kind I mean, of fellow yeah. yeah but hey, by the way where is yuri prohaska great guy i in fact i'm happy to know him personally and good guy good attitude has the right mindset to he does he does you know, walk a, up in life you know but the, the the thing is that despite all all of our shortcomings and lack of funding for the sport the emergence of talent coming from india is still steady there are a lot It of is. guys I, i remember there was a time when there was a time when say about 12 years ago when this entire thing started and yeah. I, and in india and I, and i was there in the beginning and they want too many guys coming forward they were all in the shadows and oh we live abroad and train abroad and and stuff and and um, and now you see because of the amount of talent that's coming out the yeah. need for organizations have come out i mean mr kamra has the battlegrounds which he conducts yeah. in south india which had yeah. a great turnout of people great turnout yeah. and then there's bidang fighting championship in guwahati which is next week it is run right. by a former former badass babaji choudhury they call yes, him the stretcher absolutely and uh, so he's doing an event there there are about this couple of these pop ups happening for boxing and mma everywhere i mean right. it's grown in the last 5 years and that is only due to the emergence of talent absolutely yes in fact you know it is so good to see the smaller organizations including myself to do this because see at some level you know india is such a vast country there are so many good fighters but at the same time they are spread all over and there's no unity there's one thing that we need to do is to get them all under the same roof and say listen guys let's do this together another top prospect from the country again is asha roka that we didn't mention asha oh roka God, is badass. a bad ass girl who is with one championship and yeah, i she's going to be fighting next coming up right she's coming now her fight's coming up yes she is she is the fight is coming up i think she's fighting stamp fetex so is that fight already over 
No, Stan Fetex, uh, Fetex beat, uh, beat uh, this one, yeah, Ritu. Ritu. Stan Ritu Fetex beat Ritu. She submitted Ritu via Ambar. Right, right. And so she's not, Asha is not in the same uh, division as Ritu. Okay, okay. Because uh, I... Asha's I fighting at Atom Weight. Asha's fighting at ah, Atom Weight. Ah, right, right, right. She fights at Atom Weight. That's right. Correct. So she's very, very low. So Asha, but Asha is, man, she hits as hard as a lightweight though. I'll tell right. you that much. I've held pads for her. She's great. She's She's got a lot of... But the thing with Asha Roka is it's her management, which I have a problem with. Because she's really good. She's got all the talent. But I think right. she wasted a good three years in the middle waiting for an opportunity. Ah. You know, waiting See, you for... Know, I mean, that's, 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 I guess, a call that the fighter has to make because... You know, if they overtrust the management and the management sometimes doesn't take the best call for them for whatever reason, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. See, because we, you know, we cannot be we cannot be commenting sitting on uh, the no, outside. No, I'm not saying I'm not taking happening. any names, but I'm. You I'm know? not. I, to a certain extent, I've heard things when I heard where yeah. she was waiting on more money. Fine, that's fine. That's fair. That's okay. But you wait right. maybe six months, maybe eight months. But then after that, you don't wait two and a half years. I mean, uh, you're not John Jones. You're not you know, John Jones sitting with 10 titles in your bank and $100 million. You're not. Exactly. Exactly. You, know, so, you, you get know, so my there point, and then you play those games. That's cool. You know, my take on this particular situation as a manager of an athlete would be once you get to that level and you can afford to wait, exactly. you wait. Exactly. Till then, compete, get in the contract, prove yourself and then climb up the ladder. I mean, you know, if you think exactly. that you're going to go up. You know, if you're getting paid three, four thousand dollars and you want like a twenty-five thousand dollar contract, I mean, I'm sorry, but that's not going to happen because no promotion, no promotion is going to look at you as a prized fighter when you're earning three, four thousand dollars. Correct. And and but what I'm liking about the Indian international promotions is that because of you know of of good funding and deeper pockets now, they are yeah. incentivizing these fighters even more. Like tomorrow, if you tell a fighter, if you tell two fighters who are facing off, say, hey guys, you win this fight spectacularly, I'm going to buy you a car. And I'm going to right. give you a new contract. You know, that that's incentivizes good. them for a finish. That's good. That's great. But at the same time, I feel it spoils the fighters at some level where, you know. Agreed. Uh, you know, it's Agreed. like saying that, you know, apart from the 10 standard board exams, I'm giving you a board exam in the second standard. And if you go, you know, if you score 60%, I'll give you a Baskin Robbins ice cream. I mean, if you yeah, incentivize them so early, I think it spoils them to a certain level before they get to the big league. See, the thing is that winning a world championship is a big thing regardless. Now, Absolutely. an argument can be made that the boxing has millions of world championships. They've got every division has five belts. Yes. And and it's very desaturated in that sense. In a right. middleweight, between a middleweight and a super middleweight division, you can have the WBO championship, the magazine titles, the WBC championship. Yes. The International IBAs Boxing Federation, yeah. International Boxing Federation championship. You can have an WBC Asia Pacific, WBC Middle Eastern. WBC North American, WBC South American. There are multiple belts like this. Crypto belts. But, but crypto belt, which has now started coming out. <laughs> no, but the point is that it's it's still a belt. And it's still a belt. And yeah. it still carries some weight behind it. But what yes. I'm liking is that because of the Indian fighters coming out, I want them. You know what? i rather see an Indian fighter succeed, then fall to his face, and then get back up. Because it's part of growing. You see it happening to American athletes all the time. John Jones right. got his Bentley when he was 21 years old, crashed it into right. a pole, had a good night of fight, crashed into his pole and gets arrested, learns his lesson. Right. Indians, as we are, we are very, uh, we are very still, in general, we are respectful. In general, yes. as a thing. Yeah. We are not, I'm not Absolutely. saying other people are disrespectful, but I'm saying we are more quiet and meeker in that sense. But there's a generation of this brash, new brash talking, confident fighters that are getting out there. 
who are not just talking, they're also delivering. And well, delivering absolutely. in style. You know, in and fact, I think they deserve to be rewarded. Absolutely. In fact, the first battleground that we had, see, battleground is a... Uh, promotion which is only for amateurs. My aim right. to start it is to groom amateurs, you know, and because, right. you know, we work with the UFC and stuff like that, it's it's easier to spot talent on that front. Yeah. To be honest, there were no rewards for any of these guys. You know, we had 11 fights. Some no, of amateurs, the fights were banging and they were so good that on the spot, you know, we, you know, like all of us got together and said, listen, some of the fights were really good and we gave the fight of the night bonus. Dude, and you gotta call me, man. I'm gonna sit and judge them with you next time. You know, and it was so good because the guys were, it was so to and fro. Guys were swinging their hands. They were rocked. They were getting up. They were swinging their hands, putting up a show and all for what? For recognition. And, you know, exactly. it was so good that on the spot, we said, listen, you know, bonuses for Sign these three up. guys. Sign them up. Sign bonuses them up. for Sign these three up. guys. You know, straight guaranteed straight. position to fight next time. Cash up front, you know, and they were so That's happy great. because, you know, they didn't expect it. So my point is that exactly it needs to be the hunger that comes out. If everything is about cash incentives or a car or something, I guess there'll be more people waiting in the wings than actually competing. But that's the thing. So it's the you incentivize only the only the right people at the right time. Not everybody. Absolutely, absolutely, it, absolutely. Because I was at another promotion where there was another regional championship that was happening between two very good boxers who have known right. from before. Right. Uh, they fought, but they were like, oh, it's for a belt. And they started taking their foot off the accelerator in the fifth round and the sixth round. And it became a very boring, just jab, point, circle, jab, point game. Right. Right. The incentivization of something like that, saying, okay, you know, you're going to, you win this in spectacular fashion, you're going to get a new this thing and you're going to get new that. It works somewhere. I'm not saying with everybody, but I think it's it's important for it to happen with the right people. That is That's awesome. awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe not a car, so maybe I, not a house, maybe not a thing, but something enough to make them stand up and say, yeah, I want this. I want this. You know, not just because a lot of guys, they have the hunger, but they don't. At the same I time. I don't doubt that whatsoever. To be honest, I don't, I don't doubt that whatsoever. I think it's so fantastic to see all these new promotions coming, all the fighters coming and the sport is yeah. just going upwards. The and guys, word, you know, my friend is emerging. It's absolutely, emerging. you know, in fact, in fact, we have seen Song Adong very, very closely from 2017 till today. Yeah. Song Adong is somebody who I met personally. Dude, he fought for nothing. He fought yeah. for nothing. He used to get zero. He climbed up the ladder. He fought. He's aggressive. And today, at age 22, he's on a co-main event of the biggest organization in the world. I think in his four or five fights in the UFC... Uh, except for one, all of them have got either knockout of a night bonus or performance of a night bonus. So yes, he's earning the money, but it comes with those 10 years of hard work. Exactly. You need, and you need to put in that exactly. work. And guys, you know, I mean, whoever is listening to this, whoever's a fighter who wants to make it into career, please, please, please listen to me because we've seen their journey. Chips has seen their journey. We've seen these guys yeah. grow from what they were to where they are right now. And trust me, you know, we have no vested interest out here except to, Yeah, man, we, we don't. You know, I'm not, I'm not anybody's manager. I don't, I'm not going to get any money for saying what I'm saying. And, Absolutely. And whoever's listening, don't get me wrong. I'm saying incentivize. It comes, that incentive comes only when you've reached a certain level. Yes, people forget about the hard work that Dekwal put in for the last 15 years. People forget about the hard work that Urvashi Singh grew up in a small town and came to the big city and then somehow met the right people and started training the right way. Absolutely. It's it's still, it was a very, 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 very long path. And when you still talk to them, the humility is there. Absolutely. India Kishan. 
India Kishan. I still want to fight for the Olympics. I still yes. want to fight. But now they're getting smarter because they realize they need to have pro careers. They yes. need to have pro careers to make the money. And that's what I like. I like the attitude that is coming out of some of the guys now. Hard work and attitude is the greatest combination in the world. Absolutely, it will make you all yes. the money you want along with the hard work. And and I think, you know, it's it's something that is great to see in the new emerging India of sports. But that being said, we have now talked a lot about the emerging trends of boxing and MMA. And we give them, wish them the best of luck. I hope we see more and more talent coming out through organizations like Somesh's Battleground, which gives amateurs a chance to fight and so many other organizations that are doing the same. But now moving on quickly to our last segment, we're going to be discussing the upcoming fight night. UFC 273 is still a little far away. Where we decide, we talk about uh, Sumesh's favorite fighter in the world, Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan. Well, I gave him a very big scare from a fake news site saying that Peter Yan is bent as in strip. And Sumesh almost left the sport because of it. But that and a lot more coming up after this quick break. Don't go anywhere. You've been listening to The Fighting Coma. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Fighting Goat. We had an interesting conversation about all the emerging Indian fighters. Before we move on to the next UFC card, guys, please tell us who is your emerging fighter by hashtagging, tagging IVM Podcast, Arjun Chipalkati and Somesh Kamra across all platforms. Absolutely. We'll be giving you our handles, but... That and more after discussing the next UFC fight card, which is a fight night, UFC 204, happening Again at 5.30 uh, in the O2 Arena in London, oh, which, in means, which means it's going to happen on the Sunday, but at 1.30 a.m. Yes, you heard oh, that That's right. a decent time to watch. I mean, I wouldn't be up. Actually, no. Saturday night, Sunday morning, 1.30 a.m. Yes, you got that right. March 20th. It's going to be live on Sony 10 2, Sony 10 3 and Sony Who's fighting? Who's fighting? Who's fighting? Who's fighting? Who's fighting? Who's fighting? The fight card is a Is there Paddy Plimbit? There is Paddy Plimbit who's in the lightweight division. The main event of the evening is in the heavyweight division with Alexander Volkov and Tom Aspinall. Oh my God, Tom Aspinall. We've been talking about him for so long. Aspinall is going to be fighting. I think uh, uh, Dan Hooker is fighting as well. Dan Hooker is fighting Arland Anil. Paddy Pimblett takes on Rodrigo Vargas. Oh. The return of Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar Nelson is fighting? I love him. Absolutely. But it's quite surprising. We have Jay Herbert and Ilya Topuria on the main card. And in the prelims, we have Nikita Krylov and Paul Craig. Paul Craig? Craig. Paul Craig is, is in the prelim card. I'm quite surprised. Wow, that's really, at, really at that decision. Yeah. That's that's giving that's giving a few ups to Jai Herbert and Ilya Topuria in the women's division, Molly McCann mm. and Luana Carolina. All right, but we're gonna talk about Dan Hooker, we're gonna talk about uh, Tom Aspinall, and we're gonna talk about Paddy Plimbet. The Brit boys yes. are in the house. But Dan Hooker well, is technically in New Zealand, but yeah, absolutely, yes. It's Dan Hooker versus Arnold Allen in the featherweight division, which is 145 pounds, which mm-hmm. means Dan Hooker is moving one category below what he fought last. Yes. And in the heavyweight division, Alec, the huge Alexander Volkov taking on 
Tom Aspinall. You know, I you know, let's start off with the main event. You know, Tom Aspinall is one of those new fighters. Reminds me of his body type. Reminds me of a young Frank Mir. Oh was, yes, absolutely. He's twenty eight years old. Correct. He's still young, dude. Yeah, uh, he's huge, <laughs> and he's a big, tough Frank Mir. Frank Mir was a very before he you know bulked up for Brock Lesnar and got really, really heavy. Uh, yeah. he was a damn fast, light, uh, hard hitting heavyweight, and. Right. Uh, and and Tom Aspinall has this, has a similar style to him as well. I've not seen him much on the ground. I don't, of course, to, you know, Frank Mayer is one of the greatest jiu-jitsu uh, grapplers on the ground in the heavyweight yeah. division. But Tom Aspinall reminds me a little bit of Frank Mayer and and Alexander Volkov is this Russian machine. But what we saw, we saw him get stifled against Cyril Gan. It was the kind yes. of fight which was a, became a points fight anyway. But yes. if you make Alexander Volkov fight, you, you, you can tend to pressure him. We saw the Black Bees did it to him. The minute yes. he brought the fight to him, he knocked him out. Absolutely. So In fact, Tom Aspinall is on a seven-fight winning streak, which is going to give him the confidence. Interesting. You know, which is going to give him the confidence. The last fight that uh, Alexander Volkov lost, as you rightly said, was versus Cyril Gan. Since then, he's he, beaten Marcin Taibuda. But at the same, but at the same time, Alexander Volkov has beaten Alistair Overeem and Walt Harris. Mm. That's. I mean, so, that's you know. It's you know, still going to have, him, you know, he's still gonna have you know, the edge and he's going to have that confidence. He's going to have in. the experience advantage. Absolutely. But you know what? We said the same thing when, uh, when Taito Iwasa took on the Black Beast. And right. it ended up Taito Iwasa also was on an eight-fight win streak. And yes. he extended his win streak by beating the Black Beast. And we might actually see Tom Aspinall. What if Tom Aspinall beats Volkov? We could oh see an interim God. belt between Taito Iwasa and, and Tom Aspinall. Oh, that's going to be intense because Alexander Volkov is currently 34 wins, 9 losses, which means the experience is way above Tom Aspinall, who's right now 11 wins and 2 losses. It's, it's you know, it's the experience that will count. It's the composure. It's going to be a 5-round fight. How's it going to go? Will the young Aspinall be ready? Time will tell. So, what's your pick, my friend? What's your pick? Wow, it's it's you know it's going to be very interesting because it's in the O2 Arena. It's a fight night. It's not even a numbered card, but still, there's going to be a crowd sitting in there. They're going to be voting oh, for be Tom Aspinall after so long. They're coming to England. Absolutely, after so long. yes. But I it's somehow feel experience is more important in this particular sport. I'm going to go with Alexander Volkov. I'm going with Tom uh, Aspinall. Oh my God, after a very long time, we are in two different boats. But let's also make our predictions for Dan Hooker taking on uh, Arnold Allen. Sorry, that's Arnold Allen is an incredible grappler. It's going to be a tough, tough fight for Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker is a rangy striker who can can catch you. He's got a lot of guys with jumping knees. He's got a lot of people, but that was a long time ago. It was in 2016-2017. He's been on a bit of a skid, but look at the competition he's faced, you know. He's taken on guys like Chandler, who he got knocked, who he lost to. I think yeah. uh, in this fight, it's if Dan Hooker doesn't work on, it's going to see how much of strength he's carrying with him from the lightweight division, right? And that's right. going to be the deciding factor. But I'm going with uh, the Hangman in this fight. Oh, that's a very interesting pick. In fact, Arnold Allen is on a nine-fight winning streak. His last few wins have been versus Saudi Yusuf, Nick Lentz, and Gilbert Melendez, which are quite good out there. Yeah. But, you know, he's 28 years old. Uh, Dan Hooker, 32 years old. Guy from New Zealand who's kicking ass at the moment. Who's had some tough, tough fights. He welcomed, as you rightly said, Michael Chandler. 
to the cage. He had a last-minute replacement fight versus Islam Makachev. He's three fights. He's basically one and three in his last four. Yeah, but and come on, you know, it's look at the competition. Call. Look at the level of competition. I mean, firstly, Islam Makachev should call himself almost a middleweight. So you know, that's... right, right. I mean, I and want to, I want to see a weighing scale uh, on the day of the fight. I really you know, do. as you as you rightly said, you know, like just look at the losses. There was Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, and the last minute replacement, Islam Makachev. His last no, no, win. him though. I am now convinced, Islam Makachev. I want to see a weighing scale. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody said the RDA fight should have happened, if RDA said hey, I am ready to fight at one seventy, and Islam Makachev couldn't make one seventy, it just shows how much weight he's cut. Absolutely. What if he's Islam Makachev? What if Islam Makachev tells you, I want to see you on a weighing scale? Oh, that's cool. But I'm not fighting at 155. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I'll be happy to show you my weighing scale. But I'm not fighting at 155, so I'm cool. <laughs> well, that's a very interesting one. But yes, I'm going to go with Dan, the hangman hooker for this one. So for the main event, we are on opposite boats. For the co-main event, we are on the same boat. The same but ladies page. and gentlemen, all our listeners, please make your picks and get a chance to win some exciting OG Fighting Goat merchandise. We're giving t-shirts, we're giving yes, mugs, sir. and we are giving magnets away to all the winners. So make your picks, tag us, hashtag us, exactly. tag me on Instagram, somesh.camera, or and on Twitter, it's somesh underscore camera. Hit it, chips. On Twitter, I'm at the Mystic Chips, and on Instagram, I'm at Arjun Chips. So, guys, like Somay said, don't forget to join the conversation. Be part of the Fighting Goat. We always love to hear from people who listen to us. We also love the way you send your picks to us. So, please continue doing so, and we will call you out by your names and perhaps even let you call into the show. So, guys, stay tuned for a lot more content only on ibmpodcast.com. Keep listening to the Fighting Goat with me. Arjun Chipalkati, a.k.a. Mystic Chips, and Somesh, the superhuman camera. Catch you on the other side real soon. Till then, sayonara.